0: Surprisingly, I believe, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my escalate. Welcome into the Punt know. and Pass podcast. Man, I'm your host, but Drew plan. Butler, joined man, as crazy. always by my, my co-host, job, like Aaron Murray. Week 12 is in the books. It was a terrible weekend slate of football games. I had a terrible time picking the football games, but Aaron, I took Bridget to her first Georgia game this weekend. It was awesome. Weather was beautiful. Dogs did what they needed to against UMass, which was expected, but wow, what a weekend. A lot of people were complaining on the front end, just talking about the cupcake schedule, no real implications for the college football playoff, and then, probably most upsettingly, the best game of the weekend, Syracuse's quarterback, Eric Dungy, out in the first quarter. I mean, that was a joke. I thought it would be a competitive game. I definitely thought Syracuse
1: would cover with the points. Aaron is Notre Dame wax so good? you, you, just, you Dame just never, never are, okay there's one game left here one game <laughs> one more opportunity just to put all the negativity of the season behind you jump on the Notre Dame train green jerseys pinstripes I don't care they just find a way to win they look like crap Uniform wise, but they play. Okay, keep this in mind. Like I've only picked they against them belong
0: twice. belong in the playoffs. I've picked against them. I thought Northwestern was okay, going to be in Okay, first of all, it's not, your, it's not about you picking them.
1: against them. It's just it's the it's the negativity surrounding them at all points for good reason. The,
0: what what reason? They've won. Who have they played? They haven't Michigan. played anybody.
1: They just beat Syracuse. Syracuse was their quarterback. You might as well I put me. I don't This is still Syracuse. The Syracuse that went into Clemson and made that a competitive game. If it wasn't for a fourth down conversion. They win that game versus Clemson on the road. I don't care if starting quarterback, not starting quarterback. That's still like very good Clemson team, loud environment. They were juiced because they lost the year before, so you know they weren't going to be sleepwalking through the game. And Notre Dame held their own that entire football game. Like I said, pretty almost won the game if it wasn't for a great fourth-down conversion at the end of it, and they waxed Syracuse. They went right through their defense. Syracuse offense, even when Dungey was in there for a couple series, couldn't really do much. This is a good football team right now. you got to admit they're playing great football. They're playing great defense, which they've done all year. They're running it well. And then when Ian Book is in the game, he's dominating. So the, 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 there's nothing not to like. I know you may say their schedule may not be elite. Clemson's schedule is not very good either, but we're not giving them crap. We're saying, hey, they're doing what they need to do. They're yeah, well, dominating they're blowing the crappy teams. teams. Out. The only and first game they've had is at Syracuse game. And Notre Dame didn't keep Syracuse close. Yeah, but they kept Ball State Notre close. Dame's had a couple very good wins. This one, obviously, the Michigan game. Agreed. And look at Michigan right now, how good Michigan is this season. And the brand, man, it is the brand. And yeah. I think they're, they're going to be, and they win the good to USC this weekend, which they should win this weekend. And if I'm if I'm Kelly, I'm telling them, listen, you guys ball out. You don't got a triumphant championship. You're going to get a month off. So ball's to the wall. Grind your butt off in practice. Grind your butt off this week, and you're gonna get four or five weeks to relax, get ready for the playoffs. So I think they'll come guns blazing, ready to go. And Notre Dame's in, man. Notre Dame is in the (laughs) final four. It's I think it's a done deal at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. They are definitely the number three ranked team in the college football playoff. That of course comes out. Tuesday evening, there'll be no doubt about that. I've been getting chirped by Notre Dame fans on social media all weekend long. You can get at us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron's at Murray 11 I'm at DrewButler13. I would think that the top four will probably remain the same, but I'm just not sold. I mean, I guess I'm sold on Michigan, but they come out flat-footed at home against Indiana. Indiana football. We're not talking about Indiana basketball. Indiana least they looked
1: better, At least they look better. At least better than Ohio State. They though. did, and
0: Ohio State's defense looked like complete trash against Maryland. They gave up 51 points, and Maryland's quarterback just whiffed on a game-winning two-point conversion pass oh, with the receiver wide open. You have to wide open in you, the end
1: zone. You gotta understand when you're when you're running. He's rolling out right, trying to throw. You're back rolling his out left. right the ball. It's it's Coach Reed will always tell us it's noon's some some law from noon. You know, you're, whatever way you're going, everything I want else you to explain that, that to me. What law uh, is it? I have no idea what law is. As I told you, I don't know. I don't know if it's the first, second, third, or 20th. I, I don't know. Someone listening can uh, tweet at me and, and let me know what I should be saying right now. But a, a something in motion will continue in that direction. I guess believe something along those law, lines. I guess. don't know. I, I, Drew, I went to school for football. <laughs> um, but anyways, you're rolling to the right. The ball is going to continue to go right and travel right when you throw it. You got to throw. You have to actually exaggerate throwing more to the left at that point. He did not. I thought the receivers fine. People were like, "Oh, the receivers should have moved a little bit." As a receiver, when you find a hole in the zone, yeah. you don't want to. You don't want to get out of the zone. You don't know what's to your left, what's to your right. You got a good feel. You got a good pocket. The quarterback just got to put it right on the chest, and they should have won that football game. Uh, I don't mind going for two because at that point, their defense had no answers yeah. for Ohio State's offense. I mean, the fourth quarter in overtime possession, Ohio State was running right through them you have an opportunity to win the game I like the decision go for it win it and uh, they just didn't get it done unfortunately the quarterback should have just said put it right on his chest
0: yeah no question Uh, I thought that was the right uh, play by the receiver as you mentioned just to sit in that zone and and trust the quarterback to deliver the ball to him and I thought it was the right call to go for two I mean they had been back and forth the entire game Ohio State gave up 51 points, second play from scrimmage, 80-yard touchdown run. I mean, I just don't get it. You'd never imagine Ohio State just to have no defense at all. And I'm sticking with this. I think the game this weekend, Ohio State against Michigan, will be good. It will be good because you know, Aaron. It's in Ohio State. Yeah, when you play these rivalry games, throw everything else out. I mean, it is going to come down to who executes better, who tackles better, who blocks better, And, and all signs would point to Michigan this season, but crazier things have happened. So I'm going to double down. I'm going to pick Ohio State to win outright and completely throw a wrench into the college football playoff because Newton's law, as you have just described so
1: eloquently, would Which tell one? me
0: that whatever's going in motion will continue to move in motion. So I And, think and that Michigan's
1: moving really fast. I'm going right towards like so. the
0: uh, natural chaos of the college football playoff. I would expect that. To continue. Well, what else happened this weekend? I mean, Texas took care of business against Iowa State. That was our
1: overlock of the century. I, that time out, time hit. out, time out. First off, I don't think that was it, Drew. I listened to it. I no, listened it to it twice. So did I. I listened no, to that it twice. Was just, we just picked the over under that. We talked about the over the century being the West Virginia-Oklahoma State game.
0: If you want to claim that, please do because I didn't pick it, and therefore it didn't help me in my horrific weekend of college. No, that was picks. the
1: one. The, the, why would we – the Texas – Iowa State was, was 46.5. Yeah, but that's not nothing sexy. <laughs> the, the Oklahoma State, West Virginia, that's two high powered offenses. You yes. don't play defense really. For me, I'm thinking that's the game we pick. So I think you were you had a long weekend, a couple too many adult beverages yeah, in Athens so. on Saturday. So maybe I think so. that was our epic over under because 46 is not an epic over under
0: well i thought for sure you were just claiming that that game would 100 percent go over 46 and a half because no, no 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 the oklahoma state
1: west virginia 100 percent.
0: all right if somebody listens to that from last week go to the punt and pass podcast week 12 find where aaron murray gives his over lock of the century and let us know which one it is is how about Les Miles becoming the new head coach at Kansas? KU, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk. I don't don't get it. I don't get it either.
1: It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. He's 65 years old. I mean, it's going to take five years just to rebuild the program to be competitive. And he's going to be 70 at that point. He's going to be exhausted. So maybe he was just desperate to take any kind of job at the moment. And he's like, I'll take anything. I'm not going to get a job at a big boy school. Maybe I go here and – We have success year two or year three, and I have a chance maybe to jump back into the SEC. What is success? It's success is similar to what's going on in Kentucky. You have one really good year where you get eight or nine wins and that's all you need just to show, listen, this is a basketball school, we're not going to be consistent, but if he gets that eight, nine win season, you jump ship immediately. You get out of there because you're not going to sustain success. Very long at Kansas, so he's just hoping to get there, but uh, I don't know. This this it may take three or four years to be able to get to that eight, nine wins. Um, they got a long way to go to catch the Texas, the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma States, the Texas, Texas. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of good teams in that conference. And, and like I said, this is a basketball school, so it's, it's not looked upon as an elite program in football
0: elite. I mean, this is one of the bottom barrel football programs in all of the country. And you mentioned it, Les miles being 65 years old. He's not exactly an imaginative play caller. He's not exactly an ACE recruiter, especially out after being out for a couple of years now. Um, and I don't know how you sell Lawrence, Kansas for football. I understand there's a few good bars in the area. I know that the basketball team in Allen Fieldhouse is all-time, one of the best programs in the history of college football, but you don't play football games in Allen Fieldhouse. You play football games outside, and you're in Lawrence, Kansas, playing Texas, playing Oklahoma, playing West Virginia. That's a tough ask if he gets to nine wins – in the next 3 to 4 years I will eat my left shoe. I will eat my left shoe cuz it's just not happening. No, It's, it's not, not going happening. to happen. I'm with you so on that one. I was very surprised to see that he took the KU job when you would imagine there'll be a few better jobs opening up around college football in just a few weeks. One of them's Colorado. Colorado fired head coach Mike McIntyre after 6 seasons. Keep in mind Colorado was 5 and 0 to start the season. Yeah, but there.
1: they they the they didn't beat a team that had a winning record. No, I you're mean they totally they right. had a scrub start very similar of the to Notre Dame. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Think
0: about that though. Uh, they were five and zero. Oh, now they're five and six, two and six in the conference, and their head coach is fired.
1: Yeah, not even get an opportunity to maybe get to a bowl game or get his help lead his team to a bowl game. But, oh man, that's that's yeah, it's funny. I mean, they were talked about. I mean, this team's elite. They had some. They have some really good elite receiver. Like, oh, this team has a chance. Pack 12s down, and da, 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 they like, they haven't played anyone. No, you know, they haven't been tested yet. Who who knows how good they really are? And uh, there was like a lot of the talk too with Alabama before the, the first rankings came out. Yes. And I was like, who's Alabama played? I was like, well, we know they're elite. We don't know if Colorado's elite. You know, we need to see if they can play a decent team and win. And obviously, that didn't happen. And we've seen Alabama when they play tough competition, they just run right through them. So no, they
0: really do, um, especially besides the
1: Citadel, though. Uh, and that's I where I was going next. About some funny Citadel just trolling on LSU and Mississippi State. Yeah, talking
0: just about saying, how they score. Uh, it's, it's not that it's not that hard to score, guys. What did you think about that? Because we were texting uh, midday. I wasn't watching the game. I actually listened to it on the radio. I was driving up to Athens. My wife, notably, is an Alabama graduate. So when I got a little alert from certain Aaron Murray saying that they were tied at halftime, I was like, wow, we got to turn this on. So we were listening. And of course, as soon as we tuned in, Alabama uh, fumbles the opening kickoff of the second half, Citadel then misses a field goal. And then it was like touchdown, 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 touchdown. The game was over. But I wish I could have been in that locker room, Aaron, for halftime for Nick Saban. Ooh. I mean, I am sure he went full on scorched earth, lack of discipline, uh, lack of execution Flat-footed, no enthusiasm. You have to think that he just lit that locker room
1: on fire. What well, the issue is, and and I hate when teams schedule triple-option teams. It's it just it's so stupid because you don't prepare for it all season. Yeah, you're not going to waste time in the off-season preparing for it. It's tough to get forward, even on Monday or Tuesday practice, to say, hey, we're going to spend time preparing for a triple option for when we face Citadel on November seventeenth. I mean, it just. It's a waste of time. There's too many big, bigger fish to fry. So it, it, it's tough if you got one week against a team. I don't care if they're they're, they're smaller, they're less less athletic. The scheme is just so unique. And, and you look at the beginning of the football game. I mean, the Citadel was just dominating the line of scrimmage. Not really dominating, but with can their triple option. And then they are dominating the time of possession. So Alabama's offense really didn't get out there a lot in that first half. And, and then they finally, I think, caught up to what the Citadel was doing with that triple option. And then you saw it the second half just absolutely dominated.
0: Can you believe those words just came out of your mouth? The Citadel just dominated time of possession against Alabama. The Citadel had control of the line of scrimmage against Alabama. You just said those That's words. That's why
1: you don't schedule triple option teams. Well, it, don't speaking, schedule.
0: speaking of triple option teams, Georgia is going to host Georgia Tech this weekend. And I remember after the 2008 season when Georgia lost to Georgia Tech in between the hedges for the first time, in Coach Rick's career, the next season, Aaron, I think you were there in 2009. I believe that was your freshman year when you registered, right? Yes. Okay, we would do Monday practice, and we
1: would always practice the triple option on Monday. But that, that's against Georgia Tech, though. And we, I that's what I'm saying. You still could do it, but that's a team you have to play every single year. It's a rivalry game. To say Alabama is going to use time up in their Monday practice to practice against the triple option to get ready for Citadel— I just don't see that. Maybe they did. Maybe they, maybe they took some time out and Nick Saban the entire season said, we need to be prepared for the Citadel. I don't, I don't think so, but I do think Georgia does every year because the game means more. I mean, the game against Georgia tech means a lot more than the Citadel going to Alabama week 11. So you gotta, you have to prepare for it. Cause you and I know, I mean, you lose that game to tech. It's like your little brother being and It's just, it's embarrassing. It sucks. The tech fans just don't let you live it down for the entire season. They're annoying little pass. And uh, it's just not fun to deal with. No, it's not. It's not fun to deal
0: with at all. And one thing that's not fun to deal with at all throughout college football season is UCF fans. UCF took care of business in a big way against Cincinnati. But Cincinnati, I was not buying into that. I thought there was no way UCF was going to fall flat on their face with if everything Cincinnati's dang kicker.
1: That. Yeah. If Cincinnati's dang kicker doesn't miss an extra point, doesn't miss a field goal, and then doesn't get a field goal block, I— Listen, UCF was a better team, but those those are big momentum shifts when you block a field goal, turn it, get good field position. I mean, I don't know if you watched the first quarter, but Cincinnati was moving the ball up and down oh, yeah. the field. They're playing great defense. They had a strip sack in the end zone to get a touchdown. They were playing really well. It's just, you know, you lose, what was that? That's seven points on kicking and then changing the field position with a block to give UCF momentum and then be able to score in a short field. That, that hurts you. You got to play close. If you make that, that first half a little bit closer, you go going to have time feeling more confident. But I give it to UCF. I mean, they are a very, very good football team. They are exciting to watch. They have a lot of athletes on the offensive side of the football. Mackenzie Milton is damn good. Um, you got to give them credit, but it's it's still not enough for me to say they, they belong in the in the final four right now. You know, maybe maybe they'll Hell get in the top no. 10 this week. I think they'll get in the top 10 this week. I, I do. I think that. they have a chance to get in the top 10. You know, say Ohio State loses to Michigan. I could see them jumping Ohio State to the following week. And uh, a lot of craziness could still happen. They could start creeping into that, you know, maybe eight spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're certainly playing for a New Year's Six Bowl. That's what they want to do. They want to win another one of those games to just continue their defending national champion narrative. But, you know... Go to a guy like Danny Cannell, who we had him on the podcast last year. I understand he's an SEC troll. I understand that he doesn't think the SEC is the best conference of college football. That's fine. But now he is like Mr. UCF. He is carrying the water for that entire fan base and this entire narrative that there should be an eight-team playoff. I completely disagree with that. I don't think eight teams is the way to go. I think it would dilute the entire product. I mean, just look at the past couple weeks in college football, Aaron. You have... Quarterfinal games all across, especially this weekend. I mean, Ohio State, Michigan mm-hmm. is a quarterfinal game. There was one just a couple of weeks ago with um, who else was it, Georgia and Kentucky? I mean, that was a quarterfinal game. You were talking about you would dilute the entire product of college football. And when you it just up- wouldn't be fun, yeah, it agree. wouldn't be as
1: exciting, it wouldn't be talked about as much. People wouldn't. People love to argue. People love to make a case. And if you if there's eight teams, it's like okay, eight eight are in. It's easy. It's done. Simple. You know, we'll see you at the uh, mid mid December because I'm yeah. sure they have to move it move that up a little bit. The excitement wouldn't be. I mean, this is so much more exciting. It makes every game mean a, a lot more. Like you said, these are the playoff games. I mean, the conference championships or the, these end of the year say the the Ohio State Michigan or you know what Oklahoma, could have been West the Virginia. West what, been in the West West Virginia, Oklahoma, and still even for Oklahoma, because if they lose, you know, their chances are gone. So these games, they make them mean even more because say, say everyone's in and say Oklahoma loses this game this week, then you put a two loss team into the playoffs, you know, whether it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, is that really exciting? Do they really deserve to be in the playoffs? I don't know. I think it means more when it's four. And I think it's a lot more fun for everyone to discuss and banter and and fight for their squads to be able to get in there. No doubt. I mean, that will be
0: one talking point that will be brought up every single year. Another one, of course, is the Heisman Trophy. And I just saw on Twitter Joel Klatt, who's a Fox Sports 1. Yeah, it's because he covers Oklahoma. Yeah, he's sitting there going, wow, the Heisman race has been fantastic. Can't believe Kyler Murray now in the lead. I I don't get that. I mean, I know he's had a great year, and I tweeted this out Saturday night. If there's anybody on the college football playoff selection committee that truly believes – Oklahoma is a top-four team now or after next weekend, consult with me because they let Kansas score 40 on them at home. Absolutely no way. I would love for West Virginia to turn around and beat Oklahoma, and then Oklahoma's probably going to play Texas, it looks like, in the Big 12 championship game. It's going to be a great weekend in two weeks, the championship weekend. I mean, you got Mm -hmm. a Big Ten matchup with either Michigan or Ohio State against Northwestern, Georgia against Alabama, And uh, Oklahoma against Texas. Think about all the quarterfinal scenarios there as well. But the Heisman race, I guess we'll see. I know a lot of finalists are going to be announced uh, middle of this week. That's why we're not announcing the Ray Guy Award top eight and the Davy O'Brien Award great eight because they are tallying up the votes right now. We will have three people to talk about and watch this weekend to decide who will carry the trophy at the end of the season. But Hey man, it's coming down to it. I feel like we blinked and the season's almost over. It's Thanksgiving week, Murray. It's crazy.
1: I know. It's crazy. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun weekend too. Some good games. We'll we'll dive into it a little bit later in the week. But your boy, it's, it's I got in yesterday, uh, so I had the Fresno State, San Diego State game, and I had late game, the ten thirty game. And I had a five o'clock flight in the morning, land at four, and then I got to turn back around tomorrow and fly out. I got a doubleheader this week game on Thursday, game on Saturday. So, dude, so I can watch,
0: I can eat my Thanksgiving turkey. Eat your turkey and I'm
1: covering, and Bobo. I'm covering Bobo this Thursday.
0: Oh, baby. I got
1: Colorado State at Air Force. Little man. triple option with your gravy, Drew. Speaking little triple of, option in the gravy.
0: Speaking of Bobo, oh, oh what they a, needed that win, man. They needed that dagger win. Last week, and I don't know if any of you saw it, but Utah State, which is one of the better teams offensively in college football, well, probably one of the best, everywhere.
1: probably the best number two best uh, group of five team after UCF, right yes, now. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. They
0: have been killing teams, and of course, I picked them to take care of business against Coach Bobo. No offense, Coach Bobo. And I'm looking late in the game, and wow, it's close. Well, then I turn it on, and Colorado State has a chance to win on the last play of the game. Aaron, they chuck up a Hail Mary, and it's caught in the end zone. Colorado State wins. The team tramples the field. It's a celebration. But wait, the referees want to review it, and the wide receiver stepped out of bounds by, like, a centimeter. And, of course, you can't step out of bounds and be the first one to touch the football. It was illegal touching the game was over, and Utah State won. Man, those are the kind of losses that just completely derail the
1: entire team. Well, it, or it could have saved the season, though. I mean, that, that's yeah, a win sure. that saves the season. And I know there's a lot of commotion going on right now about, is, is Bobo going to get, like, go after the year and, and all that stuff? And it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they're, I think, a three-win team right now. Um, but that could have saved it. I, I mean, they're not going to make a bowl game. And they weren't going to make a bowl game if they won that football game. But at least you say, hey, we beat a ranked Utah State yes. team, a Utah State team that's been rolling through everyone. Most likely, I mean, they, they got a great game this week. I think we should talk about Drew. Utah State versus Boise State. Um, They'll be pretty great much game at that, Boise State. At Boise State, that's going to decide that side. So Fresno won the West. And then this this game this weekend we will decide the other side of the conference to to make it to the Mountain West Championship. And so, where's the, uh, where's the Mountain West Championship at? It's it's played based on record. Okay. So it's it's first record, then head to head, and then rankings within the polls.
0: Gotcha. gotcha. So so the home team, whoever gets the, the whoever who has
1: whoever has those credentials. Um, Will be the home team. Yeah. So if man. Utah State wins, Utah State will be. I think either team wins because Boise State beat Fresno two weeks ago. So if Boise State wins, they'll be at home. If Utah State wins, they'll be at home.
0: That'd be, I mean, this to be a great game. Number 23 Utah State at number 25 Boise State. You got two great quarterbacks, Jordan Love for Utah State and Brett Rippian for Boise State. I'm Rippin', fired up. Ripping. Ripping. Sorry. I'm ripin'. fired up to watch that one and um, don't, fired don't, up you, to watch it. I got to give you some
1: more Mountain West knowledge over here.
0: Please do. I'll drop
1: some Mountain West knowledge on you.
0: I would gladly uh, indulge in some Mountain West action. But, hey, man, we just mentioned it. We have a great week coming up. Really good football games coming up also this week. Of course, it's Thanksgiving. Give thanks. We have a lot to be thankful for. That's for sure. Um, I just love this week. I absolutely love this week. It's going to be fantastic. And, Miranda, you have a busy one. We're going to keep everybody up to date. And, of course, we will somehow, some way. Get you a podcast to listen to while you're out Black Friday shopping or if you want to get away from your family on Thanksgiving and spend about 30 minutes with us. We'll figure it out. We will get it done. But we just wanted to update you on what was a horrendous week on Drew Butler's part for picking college football games. Aaron, you are a little bit better, but it's always great, and I'm just sad we only have a couple weeks left. Also, go to Imperialsports.com. Check out our fall and winter styles on hats and shirts ImperialSports.com. go to the collaborations page and choose punt and pass i'm sure we'll be giving you the finalists for the ray guy award and the Davy o'brien award later on this week and keep it here because we're going to give some announcements about possibly where you
1: can see us live during sec championship week all right
0: aaron anything on the way
1: out my man no like i said busy week let's get cranking cool get the uh maybe get a couple workouts inside you Earned some uh, some extra zucchini bread on Thursday. Zucchini bread, nice. Zucchini bread, nice.
0: Newton's law, baby. Newton's law. All right, keep it here. Thanks for listening. He's Aaron Murray at Aaron Murray 11. I am Drew Butler at Drew Butler 13, and this is Punt and Pass at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. We will talk to you on Thursday. See you.